the college football experience top 10 non conference games of 2023 episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Yes, use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off every single thing in the SGPN store. So do that today. And remember, folks, as always, to let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Even more than that, we're gonna bring you. You know, we do it. We do it all here. If you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. I'm dying in this fucking country ass fucked up town. Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, mother. <laughs> yes, shout out to Keanu in the chat. It says, Where's Moneyline Mac? Well, you know, with the with the college football experience, you know, we we'll have some money line Mac, but we diversify. All right, it's Patty C, myself, NC Nick, money line Mac. You might see some others, maybe a CJ Sullivan. You know, uh, probably even more than that. All right, we got we got the whole family going, man. But we're here to talk scheduling, and I and I did top ten non-conference games in 2023, but. I don't want you to think it's just 10 things. We're going to go through 30 games, essentially top 10 power five versus power five, top 10 group of five versus power five and top 10 group of five against either group of five or FCS. We're breaking it down for you here on the college football experience. Uh, so shout out if you're joining via the chat, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. Cause we need more of that. Um, Yes, uh, we're on. We're, and if you're if you're listening to this on the audio side of things, we're on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Uh, so let's hop into this. I mean, look, the college football world. I mean, I, it, it's the season's on. The season is pretty much on. I watched like ten spring games over the past few days. Um, some of them in terrible conditions, but uh, hey. Terrible is in good in my. I don't know. It'd be better if it was a real game. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about spring games. Get in the chat. Let me know how you feel about spring games. But I mean, it's better than nothing, right? You get little samples. You know, you get little samples. But am I really freaking out that Brennan Armstrong didn't look great in pouring rain with Robert and I in in his first appearance at NC State? No. Look, you know, I hate NC State, but but. 
I'm just saying, you know, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Um, and so you don't read too much into them, but at the same time, you know, Quinn Ewers looked pretty good. He looked pretty good last year. Now, can he consistently do that? Arch Manning, you know, looked like a freshman. You know, some people are already hating. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of the Manning family, but at the same time, like, uh, come on, he's 18 years old. He's playing in a fucking game. Isn't he like? Didn't he come? Isn't he like a like senior in high school essentially right now? I feel like he is. Uh, but either way, it's exciting. You got the spring leagues, by the way. We got football. We're no longer football deprived. USFL going on. XFL going on. Make sure you check out both those podcasts I host: the USFL Gambling Podcast, the XFL Gambling Podcast. A lot of fun there. Um, yes. And oh, Ryan McIntyre is there. Moneyline Mac is in the chat. Let's go eat shit pit on September 16th. Yes. Uh, you better believe we'll be talking about that game in quite a bit here. Uh, Keanu says yours look nice. Uh, yeah, he really did. And going to bet him for the Heisman. He says, and obviously, you know, we have Moneyline Mac talking about the backyard brawl back on the schedule. Glad to see that back on the schedule. But here's the thing Ewers did look good, but I mean, he, he looked great in a lot of games last year. He also looked really bad in a lot of games. Can he consistently put it together? Is the question. And, and look, he's got the talent. I mean, tech, now we're in the NIL era above table, you know, under, ta- you know, under the table is always happening, but Texas has the most money. Should feel the best rosters among the, the most talented rosters year in and year out. So he really has no excuses. Even last year, like I mean, I know the offensive line was a little young, uh, and I think the offensive line could be really good this year. But uh, but at the same time, you know, he's got to put it together consistently. You know, the, the the games that jump out to me was the Oklahoma State game. Thought he played awful in that game. Uh, I think the TCU game, he didn't look great. And I think maybe one other game off the top of my head where he looked kind of like shit, but yeah. Uh, shout out to old fashioned football. Yes. Uh, subscribe to that podcast. Where's the whiskey? I'm working with the beer. I sh- uh, there was no ice, no ice. You turn the machine on. It takes 20 minutes. No one's out there to bring me the ice. You know how it works. I I, I do want a whiskey, but if you like whiskey, you should be checking out the old fashioned football podcast. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, all right, let's hop in. So like I said, I broke this down into three group of five on group of five uh, power. I'm sorry. Yeah. Group of five on group of five or FCS power five against group of five. And then power five against power five, like the backyard brawl we're referring to. That's going to be on power five versus power five. Now, all, I'm doing all of them tonight. Thirty games we're going to talk about tonight, maybe even more. All right, so uh, hop in the chat and tell me if you think I'm a fucking idiot because that's always fantastic. Um, let's go. Uh, let's start though. I feel like everyone's going to want to hear the power five against the power five. So let's build this like a heavyweight fight. Start out, start out small, you know, group of five against group of five, um, and and go from there. So, with that being said, let me hop on over. Well, actually, before I do that, here I start rambling. I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the NBA and NFL, or er, 
The NBA and NHL said NFL NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some, uh, some player prop parlays than over at underdog fantasy. And besides the, uh, the daily NHL, NBA and MLB games, they've already, they've already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million dollars in prizes up for grabs. Get on over there. They got USFL. They got XFL as well. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right, we're back. We're ready to attack group of five against group of five or FCS. Um, and shout out to Jason Cruz, miss college basketball season. Uh, boys have a blessed one. Hey, you know, it's college. You, do you not like college football too, Jason hop on over. Let's start talking college football. It's never too early to start talking college football, brother. Um, but yeah. Okay. So, so my top games and Blanton Stamey in there, put up app state in there. You better believe we got this covered, man. Come on. I'm no fool. You know, I know the game. Um, so uh, yeah, let's just start off with the bang. Cause my top 10 group of five games, starting with number 10, I'm going FC two FCS games made the cup for me. Two FCS games made the cut. I'm excited to watch them. And number 10, is the Salukis of Southern Illinois on the road in the cold, taking on Northern Illinois, the Huskies. I love regional matchups. I think that's what makes college football and college basketball and really just college athletics. So great. And why I prefer that is, you know, these teams, a lot of these teams, you know, been playing for like 150 years. I explain this on a lot of podcasts. A lot of people think MLB is our national pastime. That is not the case. College football is older than the major major league baseball. People don't know that. Uh, look it up. Now the sport of baseball is older than older than uh, college football, but MLB, no, not true. Um, but Southern Illinois at Northern Illinois, you got two directional schools located in Illinois. The Salukis are a good FCS team. I mean, uh, I think in the past two years. They went on the road to Northwestern and beat Northwestern. Um, and you know, shout out to our guy Stone Labanowitz, former quarterback of the Salukis. They're, they're FCS playoff team, you know, often. I, I don't think last year, but uh, the year prior, I believe, or the year, and they still had a good record last year. The Missouri Valley people don't know this because they just think FCS, but the Missouri Valley Conference is better than the MAC. It is a lot better, actually. Like the Missouri Valley, I think can go if they that whole conference should form in my opinion they should do the um, the Missouri Sky conference right and merge with the big sky and jump up to FBS because Montana Montana State uh you know Weber State um in the big sky Sacramento State those schools are all really good Eastern Washington and then in the Missouri Valley you have you know North Dakota State South Dakota State um Southern Illinois, Northern Iowa, Youngstown state, all very good programs. So I would, I don't think that because they're FCS, sometimes that's just a crock of shit. Missouri Valley is better than the Mac. They might have more scholarships. They would fuck up the Mac. If they went, if they went one for one, uh, I even think they would fuck up the conference USA too. I think really it would be, uh, it would be on par with uh, Sunbelt and AAC and mountain West. So you get me Southern Illinois who I think will, will, will be a contender to make the FCS playoffs yet again. 
heading to DeKalb to take on Northern Illinois, the Salukis. Thomas Hammock, you know, two years ago they won the Mac. Last year, a bit of regression. They were they were hit by the injury bug. Can they bounce back? Sign me up for Southern Illinois at Northern Illinois. I think they better watch out. I honestly think Northern Illinois better watch out because I think this is a game. I'm excited to watch it, and I wish they would play this every year. I think it should be played every year. That's the FCS game every year. Maybe you switch it up occasionally with Illinois State or Western Illinois, but I love that matchup right there. So at number ten, the Salukis take, and you got the Salukis and Huskies, two dogs going at it. What's not to like? Moneyline Max saying Missouri Valley Conference better than the ACC. Uh, you might be able, last year. You might be able to make a. That would be interesting last year. Who won the Clemson? Clemson would probably fuck up, but I I'd be interested in watching Clemson, South Dakota State. Uh, and then you would have what? Who did who did they play in the ACC championship? They played North Carolina, right? Or who who was that? Wait, Florida. It was North Carolina, right? I feel like it was North Carolina. I'm drawing a blank. Pitt, Duke, North Carolina. I think it was North Carolina. Um, so North Carolina against North Dakota State. I kind of like North Dakota State's chances. Um, hey, it'd be interesting. It would be very interesting. I'll tell you that. Um, let's get over and talk about number nine for me, though. Number nine, I'm going to stay FCS against FBS. And a lot of people. I don't think realize how good Holy Cross football is. Um, to give you an idea, folks, Holy Cross football a season ago, um, they were. Let me just pull up. They, first off, they're two and zero against their last two FBS schools. Two and zero. They beat they beat UConn at UConn and Buffalo at Buffalo the past two years. Right? Can they make it a sweep on FBS schools uh, this century here? I'm sorry, this decade, they are coming off of a season of going 12 and one with the low, the one loss being at South Dakota state in the FCS playoffs who won the national championship might I add. And that was a 21 point loss, but that got away from them late. That was actually somewhat of a close game for a lot of the game late. It got away from them. Um, I think this game is really interesting because you have, uh, you have Holy cross up there. Uh, they're located in Boston taking on Boston college. This is a long time rivalry. This is a rivalry. This is why you watch college football, man. All right. I know some people get it twisted, but they've been playing this game since the fucking 1800s. All right. So I, I love this matchup. Boston college leads the all time series by 18 wins. Um, but I'm telling you, BC loses Phil Jerkovic. They lose Zay flowers. Offensive line had issues last year. If they do not come in ready to play, which I know they've been recruiting at a much better level under Jeff Halfley, if they do not come in super prepared, they could lose this thing. Watch out, Matthew Saluka, the quarterback of Holy Cross, can play. These are crosstown rivals here. Hell, fucking yeah! All right, sign me up for this action here. Shout out to Shane who goes, uh, got my uh, TCE football hoodie on the way. Appreciate you, Shane, man. We appreciate you. Who's your team, Shane. We could talk about your team. Um, but yeah, I mean, sign me up for some Northeast Patty. If Patty C was here, he'd say, Hey, Northeast football is back. Uh, but yeah, Boston college, Holy cross been, been playing this game. Fuck it forever. They were supposed to play in 2020 COVID whack knocked out that game. 
Um, but sign me up for this matchup. Uh, moving along, uh, let's hop on over to number eight. Number eight, taking you to Conway, South Carolina, where Jacksonville State is taking on Coastal Carolina. Rich Rodriguez, the head coach of Jacksonville State, they're jumping up to the FBS this year. But in my opinion, this could be a future rivalry. I know Coastal's in the Sun Belt. And Jacksonville State's in the CUSA. And that's the thing. We can't do group of five division games. All right. And oh, actually, for this whole thing, no division games. Um, but Jacksonville State, Rich Rodriguez, no stranger to to just having great, you know, we kickstarted the uh, the West Virginia program, kips kickstarted the Arizona program. Um, and you you've seen this thing, uh, even go back to Tulane in ninety-eight when they went undefeated and won their national championship there with the green wave. Uh, but Jacksonville state at coastal Carolina. I like this game. Coastal Carolina, bringing in Tim Beck, new head coach. Um, they're not that long removed from the FCS. So it's, it's FCS on FCS schools in the FBS essentially, but coastals put together kind of a great program. I love what they're building uh, big bird, great, AKA Grayson McCall is back. Uh, even though it's a brand new offense for him, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Chanticleers do with Tim Beck and their host in rich rod and, and rich rod, even though he loses his, his the few quarterbacks he used from a season ago, he's been there a couple of years now or one year, I guess. And, uh, and he's, he's, he's a really good coach. You know, this is a guy that probably should be a P five coach. Um, so fascinating game there in Conway, South Carolina. Um, as I believe that's week two after coastal comes back from a game in Los Angeles uh, at number seven, this is week zero. And I just put this here because I find this one interesting. And Shane says, Arizona state's his team. Hey, excited to see the Kenning Dillingham era, uh, you know, kick off. Um, I, I saw some clips from the spring game. Haven't checked out the whole game myself, but uh, excited to see what's happening there in Tempe. I saw the Arizona wildcats. Pat. I know your rivals, the Arizona wildcats. They packed the fucking stadium for their spring game too, man. Uh, should be, should be exciting to see those two go at it this year. Um, at, uh, at number seven though. Yeah, this one, it's a week zero matchup. And I actually think it's the best game of week zero. I know you could say Navy Notre Dame, but they got rid of If you saw the news and we're going to touch base on it more on Wednesday, but the triple options pretty much it's been taken away by, by a bunch of pussies. In my opinion, a bunch of pussies, uh, that, that are in charge of for somehow, somehow, some way that are in charge of the sport of college football, absolutely. Or the sport of football in general, but uh, yeah, the option schools, there's a, another development that uh, they've made another type of block illegal. It's just disgusting. Look into it. I've tweeted the hell I'm almost exhausted about the fucking point, but Wednesday we're going to touch on it with Nick and Pat. Um, so I'm not putting Navy Notre Dame in Ireland. All right. I'm putting Ohio, the Bobcats who would have won the Mac when played for the Mac championship, but would have won the Mac, uh, had, had a uh, Curtis Rourke not been, uh, injured and out for the season, their star quarterback. You look back at what Ohio did last year, the Ohio Bobcats. What a great story in the Mac. Um, this offense with Curtis Rourke, brother of Nathan Rourke, who, uh, you most, if you follow the Canadian football league has been pretty fucking dynamite uh, with, with the BC lions uh, last year, but you look back and he's in the NFL this year. Um, you look back at what they did a season ago. This is a team that went 10 and four, right? So 10 wins 
And you got to remember they lost the, 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 the Mac championship without their starting quarterback. They probably would have went 11 and three. And then, you know, some of those other losses with the exception of the power five schools, they played uh, the Kent state one uh, stands out uh, just a seven point loss. So they're bringing back him, Tim Albin doing a great job in, in, in essentially I consider this one year two. I know it's truly year three, but remember he was kind of thrown to the wolves when uh, Frank Solich had his health conditions in Athens. So they're heading to San Diego state to take on Brady Hoke and the Aztecs week zero. I mean, I love the drama of this. You got San Diego state who's trying to get that shit that uh, I expect them to be in the power five very soon that, you know, this will be a bad loss. And I, you know, there was talk last year, even though I know they had a winning season that Brady Hoke, I, I fans seem to be a little unhappy knowing how close they are to, to being a, a power five school, knowing that they just built a brand new football stadium. Uh, the team hasn't been as good as they were when they had Rocky long, even though they've still been winning. So I think it's a critical game for Brady Hoke. You know, he, he has, I think what Idaho state week two, and then UCLA uh, week three, if they lose to Ohio, that could be a bad look. Now they're going to beat Idaho state, even though my guy, Cody Hawkins, the brand new head coach, shout out to Cody Hawkins. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this matchup because Ohio was probably the better team a year ago, but at the same time, uh, San Diego state, is, is a very talented team that I think in San Diego could, should get this done in a way, but it's a fascinating game. So that is my, uh, my, my ranking there. Um, before I get to uh, number, number, what number six, I think it is. Uh, I want to tell you that the college football experience on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Yes, we are brought to you by the SGPN merch store in honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April, get 10% off everything we got in the SGPN merch store. All right. All you have to do is use the promo code SGPNBA. So head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use that promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything. You look, look, I mean, Shane was just talking about the college football experience sweatshirt. It's all there. Go get that. What are you doing folks? College basketball fans are in there too. Go get that college basketball experience. All right. And feel free. The Pat Kappa. Pat Kappa says, uh, you know, Toledo, San Diego State was a good game last year, so this should be too. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fantastic. Especially it's week zero. I feel like everyone will be watching this game. Um and Ryan McIntyre saying Rich Rutt should still be coaching in Morgantown. Oh, if if it wasn't for a Dave Wanstead and a LaShawn McCoy, no, nah, I think he probably would have bounced anyway because he wanted to get paid. But he should, he should. So, um, all right, let's 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 hop over and talk about to me my my number six game. I love this matchup, and this is another one that goes back so so. Far and I think the the rest of the world is gonna be like you put this on there, man. But I love rivalry games. All right. Uh, to me, when they happen, college football is at its max. It's at, at as good as as good as it can get. So when I hear that, uh, you know, these two teams. Well, I mean, they they play each other every year now, but. I'm excited to watch them because I think they're getting better. And I'm talking about the Rio Grande rivalry. Yes. Some call it the battle of I 25. And this thing's been happening since 1894. All right. 
And I'm talking about New Mexico, New Mexico State. Fuck yes. Um, look, uh, New Mexico State and Jerry Kill, I think, are really the first off. They're no longer independent. They're in the Conference USA now. Say what you want about the CUSA, the bunch of FCS teams, but New Mexico State made a bowl, won a bowl game. Uh, had a winning season in year one of Jerry kills era. He goes out, he gets Eli Stowers, the, uh, uh, the Texas A&M quarterback in the portal. I think that that was a home run hire when they got Jerry kill. So Danny Gonzalez at New Mexico, it's been a little, little, little tough for him. Got his ass kicked pretty much by everybody in, in the uh, mountain West last year. He brings over Bryant Vincent, the offensive coordinator from UAB. Uh, who who also brings over you know his quarterback, the former starting quarterback of UAB, and they needed that because last year they could not throw the forward pass. Uh, New Mexico State won twenty one to nine last year, and that snapped the three game win streak for New Mexico. So I am intrigued on watching. And look, what is this in the past ten? We got if I go ten years back, it is uh well seven seven to three in favor of New Mexico, but I think Jerry kill is bringing life to this thing. Um, so I, I got the, the, the battle of Rio Grande here, guys. I think this matchup is compelling. I think New Mexico state's probably going to be bowling again this year. I know some people will be saying, what the fuck are you playing that for? You know, you're playing this game, Colby. Look, if you love college football, these are the things that make college football. Great. All right. To the TMZ fan that says, oh, "I want to see you know the uh, to the I want to see UCLA and Michigan or USC and no, give me New Mexico State, New Mexico. That's what I want to see. All right. Um, so that is my my uh, my number six there. At number five, taking you to Logan, Utah, where Patty sees boys, the James Madison Dukes." I love first off, there's a couple Sunbelt Mountain West games that I love. This is one of them. They added this late. JMU uh, needed to find a game. Utah State needed to find a game. So this happened. And uh, I love it. You know, I saw JMU have success at Weber State in the FCS. Weber State's also <laughs> located in, in Logan. Uh, so now they'll come cross country to take on uh, Utah State. I think this game's fantastic. Utah State, two years removed from a Mountain West championship. Uh, JMU looked amazing last year. I, I think a lot of people would argue, had they been eligible to to play in the, you know, uh, to, to make a bowl or play in the Sunbelt Championship, that would have been an interesting, it would have been interesting to see because Troy and South Alabama were really good. JMU was really good. And it would have just been a phenomenal uh, way to cap the season, seeing if JMU could win a bowl game too. The physicality—I think a lot of people were surprised at, at how successful JMU was in the FBS last year. I was not, uh, as as I expected them to be. You know, I knew how physical they were in the FCS, so I was like, they're going to be solid. Um, but it would have been nice to see how far they could have taken it. So they head to, to Logan, kind of a contrast in styles. Blake Anderson, since he's been the head coach of Utah State, kind of makes them more of a finesse team. They used to kind of be a little more power oriented, but now JMU's kind of that power team, and now they head all the way out there. It's going to be it's just contrast in styles. Should be should be very interesting to watch. I wonder if the altitude will play a factor. Maybe weather. Sign me up for that, and I think Patty C might be at that game. So at number five, that's where I go there. JMU Utah State number four. 
going to the Liberty Bowl, one of the best stadiums, in my opinion, in all of college football. I've said this before, but I think college football, the problem is, is when you put TV execs in charge, um, they ruin a lot of what makes college football great, whether it's, you know, the backyard brawl, how they took that away for a long time. Seems like they're going to take away bedlam for a long time. Uh, they also don't really do a good job in my opinion on the college football playoffs or any bowl games. Um, the best stadiums that we have in this country, in my opinion, if it was up to pick Dundee call 1-800 pick Dundee, um, I would have my, my, like our whole playoffs or our substantial games at, I don't mind playing at the Rose bowl, even though I know their security is ridiculous, right? It's a classic stadium. They should be playing there. But I do believe they should, instead of playing some of these other games, you know, in Atlanta at the BMW Center, whatever the fuck that's called, that that shitty stadium or the Hard Rock in Miami. I understand they want to get into Miami. Eh, it's not a classic stadium. It's not like the Rose Bowl. So I think they should actually divide. I'm getting sidetracked here, but I think they should actually rotate. So go play at the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl, right? Uh play, play there. You could rotate that one. And I think you should rotate in Texas, the original cotton bowl, not Jerry's world where they play the red river shootout and the sun bowl in El Paso. I think that's like my favorite, one of my favorite stadiums uh, in all, in all of America, they should rotate a game there, right? Between those two. And then they should also rotate a game to me in, in the South uh, essentially between I like the Liberty Bowl as my as my like go to that they should play at in the South, but uh, there's a couple other legendary places they could play at. Um, but I like the Liberty Bowl as mine. I know this people say the Superdome's actually got the history. Eh, it's New Orleans. Play that. Play that shit. I don't know. I I just like the Liberty Bowl. I think they should play the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, I know you can make a case for you know so some of those other stadiums, but. Bobby Dodd would be my second choice, Liberty Bowl or Bobby Dodd. Then to me, if in the in the in the Northeast, I think you have a few that you could play at. I love Penn Stadium, yes, in the FCS. Um they should be playing these classic games at these places, in my opinion. My opinion. So and to me, like Big Ten Championship, come on. Play that shit. Play that shit in either Soldier, Lambo, um Soldier Lambo, the Cleveland Brown Stadium play it at that. Give us something. Give us something good here. Even fucking Arrowhead. I'd be happy with the big 12 should go back to Arrowhead. In my opinion, big 12 should go back to Arrowhead because their basketball tournaments in Kansas city. Uh, the sec should be playing it at the Liberty bowl. Cause you basically right there, but you're five, you're in Tennessee. You're five minutes from Mississippi. You're not far from Louisiana. It's perfect. You're not far from Ark. You're five minutes from Mississippi or from Arkansas. It is way more I think it fits way more into uh, you know the 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 footprint of the SEC. Um, at where the fuck am I at here? I'm getting sidetracked. Anyway, uh, at number uh, where am I at? Number four, yeah, uh, Liberty Bowl, Boise State at Memphis. These two schools are awesome. All right, Memphis obviously not that long ago played in the New Year's Six Bowl. Boise's won a national championship. They were undefeated. I don't know, what twice, twice I think under the Chris Peterson era. Yeah, those are national championships. Um, 
So uh, I, I, I think this matchup's fantastic. It's a big year for Ryan Silverfield. That's actually kind of a big year for both coaches. We got Ryan Silverfield at Memphis. I thought they might can him last year. They didn't. They stuck by him. Now they got raided a little bit in the portal. He's been recruiting all right in the Memphis. Um, big year for him. They're hosting Boise. Awesome game between two schools that could be in the Big Twelve anytime now, um, or even the Pac twelve. Who knows? So that game's awesome. Boise State Andy Avalos once he ditched you know terrible start to the season last year ditches the the air raid. Uh, fires Tim Plow that OC goes to Dirk Ketter, and and all of a sudden they were able to find some things out. They started a freshman quarterback. They went young last year. Started some some guys that really were young. Super excited to watch this one at one of the best places to catch a college football game, the Liberty Bowl. All right. After that, and I know I'm taking forever on this episode already. I'm 32 minutes in. Fuck. At number three, I'm taking you to. Where are those App State fans at? I'm taking you to Laramie. And I'll say this, folks. Um, Appalachian State fans in the chat, tell me you're going to this game because I think me and NC Nick are going to be at this game. Appalachian State at Wyoming. I know regionality, no, doesn't really make sense. But two schools that really my whole life I've been rooting for App State. And Wyoming going head to head at, 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 at war Memorial stadium in, in Laramie fucking one of the greatest venues to see a college football game. Once again, this would be another one It'd be fun. If they just threw some of these random stadiums in the rotation, awesome stadium, awesome game. And, uh, and can't wait to watch this one to, and talk about contrast. I don't know. They're both kind of physical running teams, but I feel like app state's been over the past year, they've been coming, becoming a little more pass friendly the past year or two. So maybe losing a little bit of that tough running identity. Uh, I don't know. They still, they still got guys though. I feel like they always have great running backs. And meanwhile, I feel like Wyoming Craig bowl does a classic job of, of doing that too, keeping just a chippy team. Everyone thought they're going to be terrible last year. Lost like 30 guys in the portal. Not a problem for Craig bowl. Um, Blanton saying, I wish I could go way too far. Will I be at the app state ECU game? You know, that was the one. So Nick, I think Nick had something going that weekend. So I couldn't do that one. I mean, unless I went by myself, but I'd kind of, if I'm flying across the country, I'd rather be hanging out with my family. So I, I, I would, I would love to be at that one. I don't think I can make that one happen, but the one in Laramie, I'm going to go to instead. So should be fucking awesome. Um, I'll let you know if something changes though. Appreciate you. And uh, yeah, I mean, that game's awesome. Hey, that's another one of the Sun Belt. So between JMU taking on Utah State and between App State heading to Laramie, I just think fucking great. Great job. Sun Belt Mountain West. Make it happen more often. Make it happen more often. That is my number three group of five against group of five or FCS game of, of this season coming into it. And number two, I got Tulane at Southern Miss. I love this game because, well, last year, it's one of the only times Tulane lost a game. And if you know the history, Southern Miss, I call them the original Boise State. This team back in the, you know, when I first started watching college football, late 80s, early 90s, Southern Miss was chippy as fuck. They were just a great program. I know they had Brett Favre and they had a bunch of other guys that were uh Michael Jackson, remember that receiver for the for the Browns or the Ravens? Um, they they just had guys. They had guys. Michael Bowley, um, and they were always chippy as fuck. 
They would schedule. They were like Fresno State too. Like, I feel like Boise, Fresno, and Southern Miss would schedule anybody. They'd be like at Alabama the week one, week two at Texas, you know, and then probably have like a a a, a, a division game, and then week four they'd be back on the road at Nebraska or something. It was just fucking insane. But uh, those teams were a lot of fun. And when you add in the spice of Will Hall, the head coach of Southern Miss, he was previous. A he won last year against Tulane. And that was his old, he coached under under uh, Willie Fritz. So it makes it uh, there there's that angle too. It's like he's one and oh against the guy who who got him the job essentially. And can he go two and oh? It's at home in Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg is a great, great, great environment for college football and college even college baseball. You watch the Southern Miss teams, it, it gets pretty lit down there. So uh that is my number two game of the year. I'm excited to watch that one. I think Southern Miss, Frank Gore Jr. They're gonna be a lot better. And then you got Tulane, Michael Pratt coming back. Yes, they lose Cameron Carroll and Ty J Spears, but I think they're gonna be fine. Uh, keep an eye out on uh, on that game. And then at number one, we were just talking about this. You know me, ECU, App State, and Boone. I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, leave this game off the slate here. All right. Um, it's easy to see a tide turn. Where's my song here? Because when you're at East Carolina, you go for it every time. Or you don't coach at East Carolina. You don't come to East Carolina. You don't play at East Carolina with a weak heart. Write it. Write it. Boone is an amazing play. That kid Brewers, one of the best stadiums in the country, in my opinion. Um, and to go catch a college football game there, you sh- if you're in the area, you should be at this game. Boone's a great town. I got married up by there. And I, I love just the whole Appalachian mountains over in that part of the, the, the country where they're in Tennessee or North Carolina, fucking incredible. But even in, yeah, Virginia too, all that shit, like right there though. But especially I like the Tennessee, North Carolina parts, fucking beautiful. And uh, ECU app state. These are two, two of the best, uh, you know, G fives app state obviously has, has been such a big name ever since that Michigan game in what Oh five. Um, and they came into the FBS and just started fucking teams up, beat Texas A and M, beat North Carolina, beat South Carolina, um, and and they've just become a, a like kind of a name brand, and they haven't had a losing season in quite a long time. ECU, obviously, you know Scotty Montgomery, you know really wrecked the program, but prior to that, had had you know great success against a lot of the ACC. Uh, and, and some other schools I think they beat Texas tech one of those years and um, they're getting back to where they should be. This game's awesome. And look, as much as I love Dowdy Ficklin at ECU and at their fans, the setting is better to me in Boone up in the mountains on that, you know, with uh, fall happening, it's just going to be fucking beautiful. That game's fantastic battle of North Carolina. I love the fact that I mentioned this on the previous pod. I love the fact that North Carolina is doing this and, and playing, you know, whether it's uh whether it's, you know, app state, North Carolina, ECU, NC state, app state, ECU, app state, Charlotte, Charlotte, ECU sign me up for all that. I love it. Love it. So that is my number one. All right, look, now let's get to my top 10 power five against the group of five top 10 power five against the group of five. Um, oh man. Blanton saying, we'll sponsor you to come out here. I understand that. Look, I'll try to make it happen, man. I, I trust me. It caught my eye. I've been to that stadium. It's fucking fantastic. Boone's awesome. I got 
married not far. I got married on Beach Mountain, man. I'm sure you're familiar with that, right? Beach Beach Mountain in the it's a great great fucking area. Um, but uh, yeah, let's so let's talk about uh, the good old Group of Five versus Power Five. My number ten game. I'm going back to Laramie. We just talked about War Memorial. They have had a history of fucking up Power Five teams that come to Laramie. Normally, no one does. I'd actually, I'd like to pull that up. Actually, let me see if I can. Uh, let me see if I can quickly pull it up because I find this uh, fascinating. I feel like every time I've watched it, uh, games where they play uh, in Laramie, it's like the stupidest thing you can do. One of the stupidest things you can do. Okay, so um, do we go chronologically? I don't want to cite something from like. 17 fucking or 18, 17 or some shit like that. Um, hmm. Let me see what I got here. Let me see what I got here. But Wyoming is, is this is a trap place. It's, I think this is the highest elevation to play an FBS college football game. So there's that angle, but also their fans show up. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. By the way, Wyoming is is zero uh, and one all the time against uh, Appalachian State, so a revenge game for the Cowboys. Um, I would love to know. Let's just take a look. So I know the last time Missouri came there, and Missouri with Kelly Bryant, they were supposed to be good. I think they ended up going bowling that year. They went up to Laramie and got their ass whooped. Right? I remember UVA when they had Chris Long going up to Laramie, getting their ass whooped. I remember UCLA. Going to Laramie, getting their ass whooped. I would love to uh, see if I could find. I guess I would have to go Wyoming seasons year by year because I tried to do. Um, I tried to, to look up their record against Power Five and couldn't really uh, figure that one out. I believe Ole Miss came up there, got their ass whooped. Um, I I think they've. It's just a it's just a sneaky place. So when te- when I see that Texas Tech is coming to Laramie, week one. Now here's the thing. They Ryan, Wyoming and Craig Bull, he's old school, so he gets fucked up in the portal every single year. And normally week one they're not very good because they're but he's such a good football coach by normally like week four, they're a much different team. So maybe Texas Tech gets them. I do think Texas Tech's flying under the radar a little bit in the Big Twelve. But man, kudos to you, Red Raiders, because Texas would never do this shit. Texas would never play out Wyoming. They would have Wyoming play in Austin, which is actually happening, but never, never in Laramie. So that is my 10th uh, most excited game uh, group of five against power five and number nine. And this game, frankly, should be higher. I feel like I, I kind of rank this. Yeah, actually, let me, let me make an adjustment here. Let me make an adjustment uh, at number nine. I'm going to take you to the battle of Virginia JMU at Virginia. Virginia has been terrible. Ever since Bronco Mendenhall left, um, and JMU was an FCS school then. Now they're in the FBS. Virginia Tech's been down. Virginia's been down. Old Dominion's even been down. All the only two good schools playing football in the FBS because William and Mary does play good in the FCS is Liberty and JMU. I think JMU wins this. They kind of make the point that they're you know the top team in Virginia. Cause I think the last time they played Virginia tech, they beat them too. They go into Charlottesville. I, what, I forget what week this is. I think it's week two as well. This game's awesome. Awesome. I think they're going to win. I actually think they're going to be favored to win. So sign me up for JMU 
at Virginia at number nine. At number eight, I'm very intrigued by South Alabama. At South Alabama at Oklahoma State. Whew. Oklahoma State is a true mystery team coming into this year. We don't know who's starting a quarterback. They they're another one that got raided in the portal. I they're kind of I mean, I trust Gundy to have them good. But fuck, I mean, South Alabama is one of the better teams in the Sun Belt. This should have beat UCLA at UCLA last year. I don't know how UCLA magically won that game. So we get South Alabama at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Oh, sign me up for this. I believe this is what, week three or four? Um, that is my number eight game. At number seven, taking you to Seattle, week one. This game probably should be higher ranked. Probably should be higher ranked. Probably fucking this up a little bit. Boise State at Washington. Boise and Washington, the, the Peterson Bowl in Seattle. Obviously, Michael Penix going up against uh, Boise's young quarterback, Taylor Green, who looked like a stud in his freshman year. I think Washington is going to beat them because of, of what they have. And, and uh, I don't know that Boise State is that polished passing the ball yet. And I think you're going to need to pass in this game because there's going to be some high, all, there's going to be a lot of scoring by Washington. So I lean Washington here, but I just, I'm intrigued. They're not far away from each other. Boise to Seattle. I think this matchup should happen all the time. Love that matchup. That's my number seven at number six, UCLA at San Diego state. I think this game highlight. This game is to me, one of the most important games, maybe of the whole season for me, San Diego state's got a a new stadium, San Diego state. I think it's probably going to be in the pac 12 by the time this game kicks. Right, it's going to be announced. I think they have an opportunity. They just went to the national championship in college basketball. UCLA hasn't gone to the national championship in quite some time. I know that they have the most national championships, but and San Diego State still has zero. But to me, the way that San Diego State's building, the way they got a brand new stadium, and if they can, and the last time they played San Diego State, which was not that long ago in the Chip Kelly era went to West or went to Pasadena and beat the shit out of UCLA. If Brady Hoke could win this and complete the sweep, <laughs> honestly, I think if you're a PAC 12 fan, you're saying, I understand the history of UCLA basketball. You're saying we got the better team here. Now. Yeah. You lose USC and there's no replacing that, but at least, at least you got that. At least you got that. Uh, and I think they could be a juggernaut down the road. We've talked about it on this show a lot. San Diego to me produces a ton of talent. I don't think you panic if you're the Pac-12. Right now you panic because you just need to keep everyone together. But if you sign a deal, I think San Diego State long term could be a, a very, a very big thing in the state of California and in the future of college football. Um, at number seven. I go, uh, no, wait, that was, uh, that was number six at number five. I'm taking you to Manhattan, Kansas, the little apple, Troy, Kansas state. What's not to like about this K state lost to Tulane last year, beat everybody else. I feel like lost to Tulane. I mean, I know they lost to TCU, but they beat them again in the big 12 championship and they lost to Texas. If there had been five more minutes on the clock, they would have beat Texas, but they didn't. But still, this game is awesome because Troy is just a, Troy has made their names. You know, I mean, how many their name, not names. Uh, they won at LSU. They won at Missouri. I feel like they won at another tough place. Um, they're legit. They just won the Sun Belt. 
this game's great. This game is great at Kansas State. I can't wait to watch that one. At number four, taking you to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, back to Blanton, App State at North Carolina. Oh man, this one. First off, the last matchup we had ridiculous. I mean, terrible fucking defense throughout the whole fucking day. So it was a little disgusting to watch in that capacity. But I mean, as far as explosive plays left and right, and then the game prior in Chapel Hill when App State beat them. <laughs> so the last two have been kind of classics. And now App State returns the favorites. The Mac Brown bullies coach at both schools. Fuck yeah. Appalachian State at, at UNC. And NC Dick might be going to the side. I can't remember. Um, that game is my number four game at number three, taking you to one that could be future Big 12 or, or not, not future Big. I guess. No, we're not going to see them both in the Big 12 because Oklahoma's jumping to the SEC. But SMU has a chance to really make a statement. I know Oklahoma lost a lot of close games last year, but Oklahoma was still a, a team that was a losing record, you know, six and seven. I know those, t- and they got blown out of two games, and Dylan Gabriel was injured both those games. Well, he also plays a style of ball which gets him injured when he when he does that abrupt slide shit. But SMU has been loading up. They got some, the NIL collective. They might be in the Pac-12 or the Big 12 in the next year or two. Sign me up for this. This is a moment. This is a moment that they can really own. Sign me up. I know it's in it's in Norman, so it's a, it's a tough place. Oklahoma doesn't normally lose there that often, but. I'm super excited to watch SMU. Everyone thinks, oh, they lose Mordecai. They had Preston Stone. They were just. I don't think they really lost much at the quarterback spot. If anything, they might improve. Getting with Preston Stone, who's been their biggest recruit at quarterback they've ever had. Um, so SMU at Oklahoma. Sign me up for this all day. At number two, I got Ole Miss heading to Tulane. So Tulane all over my all over the sheet. Ole Miss at Tulane. Just the fact that normally those SEC teams don't hit the road at the group of five schools. If it is, it's like Vanderbilt every year. I think Vanderbilt's in, in UNLV this year and at Hawaii last year. That's like the one. Kentucky, you never see them really play at a at a at a group of five. South Carolina, I guess occasionally. But you know what I mean. There's a lot that don't don't only make that trip. Now you're getting Ole Miss in the lane train coming down to new Orleans to take on Fritz. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And just the fact this is two old school sec teams, long rivalry here, been playing for a fucking, you know, a hundred years. I feel like, and it's in, it's in new Orleans, the big easy let's go sign me up. And my number one game is UCF at Boise state, because these are two teams that had, we had a proper playoff. Um, we would have seen them in a lot of playoffs. I'll put it like that. And they should be claiming national championships because this is it's ridiculous to go undefeated, and uh, and not be uh, deemed a national champion. Especially when you look when you go through history and look at some of the other national championships that are quote unquote national championships seasons. So uh, that game's awesome. It's on the Smurf turf. You remember Boise played in Orlando what uh, two years ago? Bachmeyer late turnover. They blew a big lead. Malzahn's first game, I think, if memory serves me correct, and. Man, that game was fantastic. So now we get to see it on the Smurf turf. See if they can return the favor. That is my number one power five against a group of five because UCF's a power five now. Remember, UCF's a power five now. All right, now the final stretch here: group of five or power five against power five. Let's go. And Blanton says he's going to the App State UNC game. 
and Mac Moneyline Max in the chat saying, uh, funny how Liberty JMU and ODU are better than Virginia tech and UVA now in the Commonwealth. That is a good point. That is a good point. It's a very good point. I don't uh, ODU is the only stretch there. I think Liberty and JMU actually are flat out better. ODU though beat Virginia tech last year. I think they beat them another year too. So uh, a shout out to mafia will reunite. Hell yeah. Dundee. What's up? I'm just waiting for the mafia to reunite, man. All right, let's go. The college football mafia where we can fucking run the triple option. It's fucking criminal. What the fuck is happening to the sport of football in 2022? You soft little bitches out there in the world. All right. Um, all right. Group of five against group of five. Cause I could rant for an hour on that shit. Uh, you might be surprised by my number 10, but my number 10 is pretty much because it's a better game. It, it's, it's more deserving than the 10th spot as far as the two teams playing in it. But because this is not a, this is not a, a home and home. This is played at the world camping bowl where the Orlando guardians are playing right now. It only made number 10 and that is LSU Florida state. I know this was a really good game a year ago in the Superdome, right? One point game, Florida state escaped with the win. Brian Kelly's first, first game. Now you get a chance to return the favor in, uh, in, in the state of Florida. Unfortunately, not Tallahassee, just like it was unfortunate that it wasn't in Baton Rouge last year fail by the people in charge. Um, but I put it as my 10th best game because you know, these teams are both coming into the season with a ton of hype, both top 20, top 15 in a lot of polls, um, or a lot of, uh, I shouldn't say yeah, in a lot of polls from, from the media, but, uh, and, and it's also by itself week one on a Sunday. So uh, not, but yeah, like I think by itself, I think there's one other game that day, but LSU, Florida state, that's my number 10 game. This would be like top three if it was uh, on campus, but they fucked it up. They did one of these corporate NFL games, but it still should be a very good game to watch. How about that? I made it sound the best I could right there. Florida state people are saying they're back. I, 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 I don't want to, I say, I know people, we have some Florida state fans that Kobe, you're a hater. Patty C actually tells me that too. I just want to see it more. When you beat two winning teams last year, that's it. I want to see it again. I got to see you beat more teams before I really believe, but I was starting to believe towards the end of the year. I'll tell you that I'm starting to really believe. So LSU, I think will be fine, but Let's see if Florida state can do it this year. Another, if you do another 10 win season, even a nine win season, I'll start to really buy in. Let's see at number nine for me, taking you to Fort worth, Colorado, TCU, Dion reunion. Well, I mean, let's be honest, Colorado's must watch every fucking week. They're must watch every fucking week. I don't care if they're playing Abilene Christian, which they they're not on the schedule, but I'm saying if they were, we'd still want to watch this one. Because you have this team, the, the modern day college football team. You know, we've opened up the portal. We've made it so t- players can transfer to every, every fucking school, even arch rivals. And uh, if everyone's going to do it, remember, so Colorado people, it's so funny seeing social media. And I understand Dion brings all this hype and he tells the players to get the fuck out if you don't want to be here. But people don't remember this because Colorado was just one and 11. But I remember this because I, I'm a fan of Colorado. They were destroyed by the transfer portal last year. I think they had 25 players leave last year. 
I, and I've, uh, I can recite this just off the top of my head right now. I don't have this in front in front of me. I know they're starting running back. Jarek Broussard, the son of Steve Broussard, who transferred to Michigan state. And I think he started some games at Michigan state. Well, then you have Jerry Rice's son, um, Brendan Rice, who transferred to USC, had a gigantic game uh, against Tulane in the in the in what what bowl? The Cotton Bowl. They got killed by that right there. Oh, Dimitri Stanley. Oh no, he started at wide receiver at Iowa State. He left. We had another receiver leave for UTSA. Played some, played some minutes at UTSA, who had happened to have a great season. Oh, we had an offensive lineman. Uh, start at Duke. Oh, they happened to win nine games. Mike Elko's first year. Interesting. Right. Oh, no defensive side of the ball. We had a safety Mark Perry leave Colorado transferred to TCU. Huh. They played for the national championship. Oh, and then we had our corner Makai Blackton or Blackman leave. He's the, the best defensive player. I think if you looked at, at USC last year, so he transferred to USC played really well. Oh, we had another corner leave Christian Gonzalez. Who's projected to be the first, maybe the first corner drafted next week. He transferred to Oregon, right? And this is just off what I fucking remember folks. I think Arkansas got us for another guy. So they got absolutely destroyed by the portal. So anyone that just thinks that, you know, we earned this in a way of like, Hey, uh, we got rated in the portal. Let's adjust this. And since if this is college football, what it is now, all right, let's go all the fucking way in. And that's what they essentially did when they hired Deion Sanders. And now we're, he's bringing in a, a 80, <laughs> 80 transfers. I feel like but they earned it. It's not like they just decided, you know, Hey, let's just you know, start abusing the portal. They got raided and it's almost, it's like survival of the fittest here. It's like, no, we, we just lost our whole team a year ago. We got to go out and start stealing everyone else's players. So get with the times, but anyway, Colorado at TCU. So obviously Shador Sanders starting quarterback of Colorado now transfer from Jackson state, son of Deion Sanders. He went to high school in Fort worth, obviously Fort worth, not far from Dallas where Dion actually won championships. That's why I find this game compelling. Besides all the drama, TCU replacing a lot. Do I need to mention the fact they played in the national championship, even though they got the tar beaten out of them? Uh, it's a compelling game. That is my number eight. At number seven, I'm sorry. That is my number nine. At number eight is uh, I'm taking you to Raleigh, North Carolina. I know I talk a lot of shit about NC State here, but they do have a winning record against Notre Dame, career-wise. That has me somewhat intrigued. Also, Sam Hartman was just at Wake Forest. So you get the old Wake Forest quarterback who's now at Notre Dame, taking on NC State, who now has Virginia's old quarterback. It's, it's just fucking wild. I'm intrigued by this matchup because I think we're going to learn. I don't know what to feel about Notre or how to feel about Notre Dame. Part of me thinks they could be really good. Part of me thinks they could be seven and five. I'm intrigued. And I think this is one of the first tests we see from the Irish. And now there's no divisions in the coastal. I know this, if NC state loses this game, it will not affect their, uh, their ACC chances of winning the ACC, but it's a test to see how they will be playing against perhaps some other really good teams eh, for the ACC standards. Um, so I find that game very interesting. Um, so sign me up for Notre Dame at NC state. I think I know it sounds disgusting for me to say, but a they do it. Look, NC State fans do a good job. The basketball crowd was good. Football crowd's good too. All right, you're still a bunch of bitches when we come there and, and tear down the goalpost. You whine, 
I'm not going to schedule you for, we're not going to schedule you for forever. You sure you should be better than that. No, fuck you. All right. Um, but anyway, that game is great. Um, all right. Now at number seven, I got West Virginia at Penn state. I understand. I read this spread was 18 points. I don't care. Could be 38 points. I'm just glad to see this back on the schedule. When I first started watching college football, I feel like this was known as one of the better rivalries. Um, I shouldn't say like top five, but it was a very good rivalry. Penn state used to be independent. West Virginia used to be in the big East. And even prior to that, they were independent and they would play each other a lot. And it was fantastic. So I don't think there's animosity there between the players because they, they know nothing about one another, but um, recruiting territory, school animosity. It's there. It's there. So excited to see West Virginia at Penn state week one, a little nervous. That might be a blowout, but I don't care. Give me that game back on the schedule every year at number six, taking you to Pullman, Washington, taking you to Pullman, Washington, where I am super intrigued about the potential of a Washington state sweep over the, over the school better known as the Badgers of Wisconsin. All right. There's a lot to unpack here. A the reason why we need a large playoff is because college football is one of the, the most unfair sports. And a perfect example is the fact that a power five hasn't played in Pullman at a conference since the nineties. I repeat a power five school has not played in Pullman since the nineties. And guess what? They lost that last game. Um, I mean, <laughs> that's one of the most ridiculous stats. How anyone could ever say the sport is fair when you have that going. That's why you need a large playoff because they're at a superb handicap from the start of the season, from the start of the season. Um, I mean, I just find that unbelievable, but uh, they went into, uh, they went into Madison last year and won, and they won with great defense, turning the ball over Jake Dickert, the head coach, defensive, uh, you know, former defensive coordinator at Wazoo, former defensive coordinator at Wyoming and North Dakota state. Oh, I'm excited for this one. It was and Wazoo. Who's been one of the teams. I know Texas tech was the first to really go all air raid. Why well, actually you can make a case that Kentucky and Oklahoma, but Texas tech, obviously Mike Leach's first real head coaching gig uh, was doing air raid. But after that was Wazoo went air raid. What? 2011. I think it was, they've been doing air raid a long time. And now Wisconsin's going air raid. <laughs> They're almost like Dion to me. They're must watch every week. I understand Phil Longo. Who's a former Mike Leach guy, the new offensive coordinator at, at Wisconsin. I understand that, uh, he runs the ball a lot more than, than coach Leach did fair. Leach didn't even say, he would say, yeah, it's kind of, it's air raid ish. Well, it's not all the way they run a little too much for me to be air raid. Doesn't matter. They're still going to be passing the shit out of the ball. I mean, the offense is going to fly. I'm sure. I don't know how fast. I don't know when it will, will work. It will eventually work, but I worry about the identity and I'm just fascinated by the Wisconsin Badgers this year. And I'm fascinated that, that they're going air raid and playing a team that's been going air raid slash run and shoot for the past 15 years, 14 years, whatever the fuck. Right. Um, I'm, uh, 
I'm fascinated by this game and the fact they could sweep them and no one ever goes into Pullman. Matt Moneyline Max is a hope Wisconsin goes four and eight after going air raid. That's not Wisconsin football. Amen. I mean, look, <laughs> I love air raid coach Leach, but damn <laughs> Wisconsin. What are you doing? It's fascinating. I don't think you need to do that personally, but I hope, I hope Wazoo beats them too, because no one ever plays. Well, you got to remember Wazoo's done trips. They've played at Auburn. They've played at others, big time schools, and uh, they've never returned the favor. That's what I mean. It's an unfair. I didn't know they, well, they agreed to that. Yeah. Okay. Because no one else wants to fucking play in Pullman. No one, they should, if you made some type of system, almost like in college basketball, we have like the, the big, the Gavit games or the big 10, uh, or I'm sorry, the big 12 sec challenge. Then you would be forced to send someone every year. If they did that, it would be a lot, a lot better. Sign me up for that game. And I can't wait for it. I can't wait for that one. I think that's week two. Um, so that is my game at number six at number five. I'm taking you to salt Lake city, Florida, Utah. Besides the fact that they played last year in a very good game, which Utah completely botched uh, down the stretch, it's Florida fans, which if I've been down to Florida, hung out with Florida fans, they're fantastic, but they're from Florida, which is hilarious, right? Every stereotype you want to throw in there, Mountain Dew, fuck your sister, fucking rat tail. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all fun. It's all fun. But then they're going to Utah. I mean, let's be honest. Half of fucking uh, cops only existed. The TV show cops, 90% of the episodes were in the state of Florida, right? So you got like the drunken methed out Mountain Dew, you know, fan base. And then you got Utah, Utah. I know Kyle Whittingham's got this program rolling rice Eccles rocks, but it's, have you been to the, have you been, have you been to the state of Utah? You get a, yeah, you go and get like a fucking beer with like 0.5% alcohol. It, you, it's hard to find a fucking drink in certain counties, certain towns. Um, it's hilarious. So the culture clash here, absolutely fucking hilarious. I love this game. It's on campus. Shout out. They did it right in Gainesville and then a return in Eccles. The only difference I thought if they would have done this fair, and I guess you could argue the altitude makes it fair, but I know last year, those Utah boys that they had to go down to that heat, uh, that humidity. And that was week one. And this is week one too. I almost wish Utah would have scheduled this one like week seven, where it would have been a little cold for those Florida boys. Another advantage. The South gets a lot in college football. Um, but that game's fantastic. Sign me up for it. At uh, number four, I'm taking you to uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Clemson, South Carolina. Frank Beamer's son, Shane Beamer, does Patty C is right. There's something magical about Beamer. He may start the season slow every year. Seems like he, it seems like that's a thing. But towards the end of the year, both years he's been in the the head coach of the Gamecocks. They've been fire, and they beat Clemson for the first time in a while last year. Can they really do? I I take the next step in this rivalry and start to dump the Spurrier had them be, fucking up uh, Clemson on the on, a, on the regular, and then you know towards the end that changed. Can they take the rivalry back? You know, can they take the, you know, the, the grasp of the rivalry here? I'm fascinated by this game. A lot of other rivalry games like Georgia, Georgia Tech's lost its luster because Georgia Tech's been ass should have never uh, got rid of the triple option. 
And then, uh, you know, Louisville, Kentucky is an interesting one for me. It actually was my number 11 game here. I almost put that in the top 10 because I feel like that's going to be very interesting. I think Brian, uh, I think Jeff Brom and Brian Brom are going to bring that thing back to life. The governor's cup, but a lot of the other rivalries, um, I didn't put Florida, Florida state on here because Florida hasn't been very good. So I think I'm more interested about Florida playing Utah this year than Florida playing Florida state. So um, yeah. Anyway, uh, number five, Florida at Utah at number four, Clemson at South Carolina, South Carolina, Spencer Rattler still there. I know they got raided in the portal some, but they should be fine. Still, they should be a bull team. Clemson bringing in, you know, uh, Garrett Riley, little brother of, of Lincoln Riley. All of a sudden you think, wow, that could really, I expect Clemson to move the ball. That makes this game fascinating with Cade Klubnik. Um, All right. And number three, I'm going Texas, Alabama, even though, uh, you know, that's the, that's what a lot of people's number one would be. But look, Texas needs to prove to me that they're actually a very good team. They should have beat Bama a year ago. Terrible calls in that game. Bryce Young was <laughs> Bryce Young's ankle is completely down in the end zone on a safety. And they miss a face mask on Bijan Robinson. Uh two critical plays in that game. Uh it was an awesome game though. Uh, and I'm glad this was on campus. I'm glad this wasn't in Atlanta or something. Uh this is where college football should be on campus with these big games. All right, this is where Florida State and LSU sucked. You know they fucked that up. North Carolina, South Carolina, f- fucked that up. Playing on the, the Bank of America Stadium, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, but Texas Bama is going to be, and you have the the Quinn Ewers thing. You know he got knocked out of last game. Can he step up? Fascinating game, week two. Sarkeesian obviously used to coach with Saban. These two teams are going to be in the SEC, so you'll see them playing a lot more. Might as well get it started this weekend or this year, I should say. Um, well, last year, I guess you would say, cause they started then. So that's my number three um, at number two, going back to the backyard brawl. Yes. I miss it. Okay. These, these, these final two games should be happening. The final weeks of the season. If TV execs are in charge, they should be in control of saying these numbers will, will draw great ratings and we should put it where it should be. Pitt, West Virginia is great. I'm so glad they put it back on the schedule. Last year, week one was a fucking great game. One of the best games of the season, arguably the best game of the season, but it should be the final game of the season. It should have been Pitt ruining West Virginia's chance of making a bowl and perhaps getting Neil Brown fired. Can you imagine the drama behind that? Would have been fantastic this year. It's week three. Still awesome that it's on the schedule. I'm very thankful it's on the schedule. But put that shit the final week of the season. Put that shit the final week of the season. We all want it. We want to see implications. Can you imagine Pitt about to win the ACC, get done with their schedule, about to play for the ACC championship, and maybe have a college football playoff berth? Oh, but they got to beat West Virginia first. And then Dub V beats them. You know, we've seen it before. We want to see that again. That is perfect. So give me it. It's the second best game to me that I'm most excited to see this year. It's in Morgantown this year. That fucking place is going to burn down for this game. They, they, they don't fit in the big 12. Now I'll say this, the big 12 getting Cincinnati. I like the future of a West Virginia, Cincinnati rivalry, but they're still going to always have Pitt and Penn state as rivals. They need to be playing as often as possible. Fix it. College football, but this game's awesome. And when you add the stakes for this year, 
You got Phil Jerkovic transfers in from Boston College to Pitt. He grew up, I believe, in Pittsburgh. Great story there. You got Pittsburgh boy, now a quarterback, Pat Narduzzi, and Morgantown's what? 45 minutes, an hour away. They head to their rivals. We've seen this shit happen, whether it's Hofstetler back in the day or, or uh, Chad Johnston or Jake Kelchink. They just, uh, Major Harris. Fuck, I'm ready for this game right now. All right. I'm ready for this fucking game right now. Get, but put that in the final week of the season. Like, you, you're giving us a. I'm glad it's there. I'll take it. It's like when they did Utah BYU is another one. We don't even get that anymore. I think we get it again though next year or the year after. But those need to be the final games of the season because when you add the stakes, the hatred becomes even better because they know they can fuck up their season. All right, but that game's still there. And this next game, my number one game of the season to watch. Same fucking scenario. All right, we want. Uh, hey, I guess we're getting Texas Texas A and M back. Thankfully, that should be the final week of the season. West Virginia Pitt, we need back. Final game of the season. BYU Utah, we need back. Final game of the season. And this one right here, Nebraska at Colorado. Matt Rule already taking some jabs at Dion in the press. Love it. Love the fact Matt Rule. I thought super aggressive in the portal. Low key, kind of brought in some big time guys that I think could make a difference with them winning some games this year. And then you got Dion. I already already went on a spiel about that uh, three minutes ago when I highlighted the TCU game. But this game is back where it should be. It's in Boulder. It's it's fucking the stakes are super fucking high. I don't care if they both don't go bowling. The last two times these teams have played on a field, they were fucking classics. Ah, this rivalry should be happening Black Friday every fucking year. TV execs, you're in charge now. Listen to the fucking consumer. We want that game on Black Friday. It's my number one game of the year. Put this thing on Black Friday. I know it's week two this year. We'll take it. We'll take it. They've been playing this game since the fucking 1800s. Let's go. Schedule it. All right. Get it figured out. But that's my number one game of the year. Really just the drama. They've already taken shots. The message boards have been fucking on fire. Colorado message boards, uh, Nebraska message boards. You got people jumping in the Colorado uh, f- forum as Nebraska fans and vice versa. It's fucking perfect. All right. It's exactly what a fucking rivalry should be. Fix it. Fix it. And, and thankfully, we have a week two, folks. Those are, are my top 10. I just went through 30 fucking games. All right. Appreciate you guys tuning into the college football experience. I will be back tomorrow talking more college football. And then Wednesday, NC Nick, Patty C. Got to be in here. We'll, we'll be talking week three of the 2023 season. We're also going to be talking about what they've been doing to the triple option. We're going to talk about some of the spring games that have been going on. So stick around, folks. All right. Yes, and Moneyline Max right. Old Big 12 rivalry, Colorado, Nebraska. Fucking the way it should be. All right. Damn it. Fix this thing. Let's go. Week two. Super excited for this stuff. Folks, we appreciate you tuning into the college football experience. I hope you were cool with me just rambling for an hour and fucking 20 minutes. That's what I do. I can ramble. Uh, but uh, remember, we're back big time. All right. We're previewing every single week of the season right now. We've already done episodes with rivalries, already done episodes. Talking about the coaching hires, transfer portal, portals open again. We're going to have another transfer portal episode in the coming weeks. And don't forget that I preview all 133 teams, a solo episode for every single team in the land. 
starting the first, well, after the first week of June. So stick around. I think you're going to dig it. We got some guests that will come on to and talk college football. We've had Phil Steele, you know, each year come on the show. We've had Randy cross, all these great guys, Bud Foster, former Virginia tech defensive coordinator, Mike Leach. Obviously we used to always get on, but rest in peace to coach Leach folks subscribe to the college football experience. We're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Um, we're also uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. I host also with Moneyline Mac, the college basketball experience. Uh, so check out that. We still talk college basketball year round as well. The portal's been absolute craziness. Uh, so we just dropped a couple portal episodes. Go listen to those. We got coaching hires. We're going to do there also in a, probably another portal episode or two or three or 35, uh, but also the college baseball experience. I host shout out to the college baseball fans out there. It's been a great season so far as the, the road to Omaha heats up. So uh, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe, tell a friend. Also check out the USFL gambling podcast, the XFL gambling podcast, the sports gambling podcast, which I'm a part of check out all of those. All right. And uh, get the SGPN app in the app store and Google play store. It's free to download. You'll get access to all of our college football articles. Another thing is uh, come talk college football with, with us in the discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. It's absolutely fantastic. We can talk about it. doesn't even matter. FCS. We were talking Western Carolina football in there the other day. All right. So hop on over there. Let's do this damn thing. All right. It's a lot of fun. And all right. Until tomorrow folks, Where's a good song to go out on? What is a good song to go out of? All right, here we go. Let's go out with an old school song. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. If you see him on the street, then tip your hat his way. You'll know just where he's headed and which game he's gonna play. He's a sharp shooting gunman and always aiming high. He'll win many gunfights, his limit is the sky. We're the gunslingers from San Antonio. We're the gunslingers on the road or at home. Remember the Alamo, for such as we are known. We're the gunslingers from San Antonio. We do win our job. We're keeping law and order at home and abroad. Gamblers and outlaws, you better step aside. Our motto is to shoot them up and bring them back alive. We're the gunslingers from San Antonio. We're the gunslingers.